Hello, and welcome once again to Lost in Criterion. I am the Adam Glass, and always my co-host... John Patrick Owatari Dorgan. John Patrick Owatari Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I am so Did bad. you just mispronounce my <laughs> actual last name, the one that like, you've known yes. for... Yeah, okay. Just yeah. checking. So it's not a, it's not a Listen, Japanese uh, issue. It's a... I can't... I can't talk pro- in general. Just a general pro- pro- pronunciation yeah, issue. I, uh, I have problems with my tongue you have a and the words, with... and they... Listen, I went to college for English. What I say goes. This is America. Yeah, here's what I'm going to say, okay? Names, not English. So there you go. Ah, shoot. That's yeah, the problem. But... You have a block for names. I'm surprised you even say your own name right. You're like, I'm Adam Glace. I usually don't. Like it's true. Um, is that how you introduce yourself, Adam Glace? Adam Glace. Because that's a all pretty the, awesome name. All the time. All the time. talking about David Cronenberg, 1988 uh, psychological drama, Dead Ringers, starring Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists. Jeremy Irons. Yes, starring Jeremy Irons and Jeremy Irons uh, as as twin gynecologists. Um, And who makes a movie about gynecologists? David Cronenberg, that's who. Uh, this is yeah, very well, makes a makes a movie about gynecologists. This is also a horror film. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, well, it's my supposition, David Cronenberger. Cronenberg, not Cronenberg. See, see, I'm not the only one. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, possibly a misogynist. Actually, what I what I in my notes, I have 1988 David Cronenberg psychological drama starring Vagina. Jeremy Irons as twin gynecologists. I wrote that sentence before hitting play. I may regret this one. Is is what my, what my notes actually say? <laughs> um, uh, I really uh, to get to get into this. It's kind of based on a true story. Um, and very, very, very loosely based on... Actually, very loosely based on a book called Twins, which itself was very loosely based on, on the, the actual... Arnold Schwarzenegger film. No, no, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, film. It was the inspiration for the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. No. Really? No, it, oh. wasn't, it wasn't at all. That's a lie. No, uh, the that, book, this, this film got way more interesting just because of that. <laughs> the book the book is about a... Uh, uh, also, identical twin gynecologists who were found... Uh, decomposing uh, in their New York City apartment, um, they having shared everything, uh, including a, a very bad barbiturate habit. Uh, so once again, we get a movie about people abusing drugs, uh, which which last We're week, a theme last time Sid and Nancy. Uh, it's it seems it seems like a lot of our movies have little micro themes in sets of three or four. Um, yeah, it is. It's weird. Yeah. Actually, the next movie we're talking, eh, we we talk about is Summertime, uh, in which Catherine Hepburn also does nothing. Drugs, does no. no, does nothing but drink a lot, though. Oh um, man, yeah. She she really pounds it back. Anyway, uh, we'll get to we'll get to that. Uh, that's Her not alcoholism really, next. That time. at least that at least isn't a major plot point. But we'll get into that. Uh, Jeremy Irons here, twin gynecologists who eventually, uh, spoilers, sorry, uh, the one thing they do borrow from reality. Is that they both become, die together. They yeah. die together, slightly mutilated and decomposing, uh, in 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 a uh, barbiturate uh, enhanced stupor. Hooray! I guess actually, you know, in reality, the two brothers died from withdrawal more than anything. And I guess, I don't know. It's kind of withdrawal by the time 
they they get around I, well, to everything. Well, that whole thing was a little bit hard for me to follow, and that's I think one of the reasons why I'm not a huge fan of the film. Yeah, is that like following who's actually still doing drugs and how <laughs> much they're doing is actually really that difficult is, in this. That film. is kind of difficult in this movie. Uh, one and like I understand that that's kind of the main point, and yeah. I think the whole idea that this is supposed to be a film where you never quite sure. Who you're watching, you're looking at, yeah, is it does a great job. That's yeah. actually really well done in the film. Yeah. But it's wonderful. It's also and extremely frustrating for somebody who's only half paying attention while yeah. trying to clean the house. <laughs> you should, you should probably pay more attention. Hey, you, um, you know what? No, I, no, even, I got to do what I got to do. Okay. Even even watching this movie and and paying very close attention to it, uh, it, it it plays like that. It's very hard to tell. And, you know, in a lot of movies, that would be detrimental. But in this movie... You know, it's the uh, point. It's, Beverly, yeah. Beverly and Ellie, our two brothers, are very much supposed to be two sides of this... And not even two sides of the same personality. They are one personality. They yeah. are not They are not like the it's manic like and the schizophrenic. They're, They're basically not, one person, yeah. They are together. one person. And they, they live their lives as one person, sharing women, Yeah, one, and, yeah, and one of them is a, per, is a normal person's quiet... Yeah. Uh, in, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, introverted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Introspective yeah. side, yeah. and and then the other is the same person's outgoing part. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're one person. Yeah. They barely together make one functional human being. <laughs> they do. Um, yeah, and and it's very interesting. And I found the way this movie was shot to be very, you know, it very much reflects that. Um, so. You know, there's a lot of it's all it's all very much steady, steady shots because they have to be. But whereas in other movies that attempt this sort of thing, like The Parent Trap, uh, I mean, obviously, obviously The Parent Trap, <laughs> comparing The Parent <laughs> Trap a to a David to a David Cronenberg film is already is already going way way off the path. <laughs> but imagine it as a David Cronenberg film. <laughs> I that would be amazing. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, where's the Where's the body horror in that? I really yeah. want to know. Um, no, but but what I mean is other movies that attempt to have one actor uh, play the same role or play twins, really play different roles, play this, eh, um, don't do it nearly as well. And the no, way no. the way they interact in this, and obviously they had to have used stand-ins and doubles for some of the interactions. Um, but the way they interact is so seamless, so realistic, that I would believe they cloned Jeremy Irons for this movie. Yeah, and um, honestly, if they hadn't um, done that, you could almost buy into a sort of like Fight Club-esque, this is yeah. the exact same person who's yeah. like no. No, that's definitely slightly schizophrenic. Yeah, and David, I, Cronenberg, yeah. David Cronenberg in the 80s... Uh, his horror movies are, are very, very weird. But this is the movie he made directly after The Fly. And what The Fly did for physical decomposition, uh, this yeah. movie does for psychological decomposition. And, and yeah, I think... and, and I guess, like, I guess, as I, I told you before we started, I, I'm i not a huge fan of 80s David Cronenberg films in general because I'm yeah. not a huge fan of the style because I find yeah. unsettling films unsettling. Yeah, there is still some um, body no, horror. Everything in this about movie, it is very well done. Yeah, yeah. Down this to a, the last detail. I mean, like Jeremy Irons, and it is magical, practically. Yeah. In his portrayal of these two people, who yeah, are this basically is, one person. It's it's phenomenal. The acting and and the, the shooting does a very good job of creeping you out with psychological deterioration. But yeah. 
those very same reasons why it's an excellent film are the reasons why I don't like it. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I don't because, like films like yeah, that. You don't, you don't like the style. It's not my of, cup of tea. Of movie. Yeah. I don't like zombie um, films either. Same thing. You know, it could be a yeah. great zombie film, but I don't like it. Yeah. So. No, I, uh, yeah. So I, I like how this is shot. Uh, very much. It's shot, it's shot very artistic, uh, very well. I, I can't necessarily say artistically, but it is shot Because well. we don't know jack about art. Yeah, I, I know, exactly. I, I, <laughs> that I, is yeah. so beyond what we are. Yeah, we probably now, shouldn't um, talk about art I did, ever again. I did really like the opening of this movie uh, on an artistic level. The opening credits have all these uh, sort of old anatomy woodcuts uh, that are that are displayed. Oh, yeah, those are, yeah. With this really light music. Um, and, and then we get an opening of of our two main characters, it's children, and the first line is, you've heard about sex. I really like that scene. <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah, of my favorite scenes of the film, is that, that opening with those two boys, yeah. And it very it's much like, establishes... And then, and then they're like, their um, autopsy or whatever, or their yeah. uh, surgery on the, uh, on the yeah. plastic model. On the plastic their, model. And their, their invention uh, like of the... Uh, or whatever. Yeah, their invention of their, their thing. Their, <laughs> their piece retractor. of machinery. Their retractor. Um, yeah. No, it's it's very it's it's very well shot or well done opening scene. It's very well written. It very much gets us into who these characters are as children. Which, and Although it, really, it, it starts to make me wonder: Is this how all gynecologists start? Maybe, maybe. That's I don't the, think well, so. Well, I think that's thing, one of the few one of the things that does bother me a little bit is that like it kind of comes off as portraying all gynecologists <laughs> as pervs. Well, the only problem with that, and is I don't think that's that an accurate this is, representation. This is the only real movie uh, besides uh, what's that, Doctor T and the Women, uh, who was in that uh, Richard Gere, I think. I've never that seen movie this as a gynecologist. Uh, it came out maybe a decade ago, uh, but but this and that are probably the only movies, uh, really the only movies I can think of. Um, that that are about gynecologists. So we really we have a mission, Adam. <laughs> we need to make a gynecologist to paint gynecologist movie. in a positive light, where they're not they they do uh, good work. I mean, both of these they, movies, they do God's work, Adam. Both of these movies involve gynecologists who sleep with uh, their their uh, right. That's I guess that's my their, one of my yeah, little pet peeves about the film is like. So what both those movies do is is portray gynecologists as unethical. Doctor T and the Woman right. just does it uh, in a, a sort of uh, romantic comedy sense, whereas uh, this rather one, than a this one does not. Nightmare world sense. This yeah. one does not. Um, so we get the we get the established. They're very analytical kids. Um, so they're they're kind of adult leading children. But by the time they're actually adults, they're child-leading adults. They, their personalities never really change from that opening scene to to what we are uh, as the adult version. Yeah, but I can I kind of like that actually because the behavior they demonstrate could only be done by somebody who's not truly emotionally developed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. you yeah, need certainly. basically. Man, child, man, yeah. man, children. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not complaining about oh, okay. that because well, because the lack of the fact that they are you know the same person more or less. Um, they can't be completely, you know, psychologically developed really. Um, but yeah, this is this is a movie about a descent into madness. Yeah, uh, and it all it all starts uh, in their first scene as an adult. Uh, where we meet, uh, we meet our our female lead, uh, and <laughs> she's got she's got three uteruses. No, no, she has a trifurcated cervix. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, 
She has she has a trifurcated cervix, which gets no. very confusing. <laughs> and I'm not sure about the anatomy. I'm not. Is that a thing? I don't, I don't know, know if that's a thing. I didn't bother I'm, to look that time up. Time to look like, it up. <laughs> God, go I'm going to see some really nasty pictures of what's going to happen. <laughs> you, go, you go Google that. Uh, trifurcated cervix. Oh, and, it totally uh, pops up without like as a as a search thing. Of course it. Does. Oh, but it's all about dead ringers. I don't think it's a real yeah, thing. No, it, it very well may not be. It seems it seems very. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a thing that can happen. Um, but it doesn't seem like a thing that, that would happen often enough. To, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, I guess, I'm not, I guess I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, I think saying I'm sure it's a thing that can happen is overstepping where I'm Apparently you can trifurcate your teeth on a, uh, um, your premolars or something. It seems like that's something that happens. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't think it's real. I, Never mind. My neighbors just threw garbage into my backyard and then drove away. Go out there and trifurcate their <laughs> cervix. <laughs> I should. I don't think I'll trifurcate their cervix, but uh, maybe. Um, see that? See, Pat, you just you crossed the line there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know what it I means. Don't, I don't. I don't know what it means either. But whatever it is, it sounds far too rapey. Yeah, um, that's true. I didn't think yeah. about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that opening scene also because they uh, they talk about uh, if humans lived in the water. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty interesting. Like yeah, they they would yeah they would they wouldn't actually have to have the the touching sex. Yes, they wouldn't have to have the the kind of sex where you touch. And the uh, I, I, it's not established who's who even in those those child scenes. But I have to imagine that it's it's Beverly who responds. I'd like that. Uh, and then they invite the neighbor girl. To, 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 to have sex with theories. them as an experiment in the tub, yes, yeah, in the bathtub. That's a pr- that, that I like that kid singing. That kid singing is <laughs> great. No, it's great it's for great. an establishing shot. It's perfect. Yeah, you get everything you need to know about the characters in one quick yes. blast. And then they're in college, and they they've invented that retractor, and everyone thinks they're so cool for it. <laughs> yeah, which is a really weird scene too. Everyone's really excited that they put themselves on the map with that, except for their professor who first sees them use it, who he says, says well, you can never, never use work. it on real people. Uh, and then just walks away. So they meet, they meet the actress, and she's got uh, three cervixes, um, and uh, immediately... Uh, it devolves uh, from wants, there. <laughs> Ellie wants to have sex with her, and, and does so that night, and then passes her along to Beverly. Uh, who apparently would never have sex if it weren't for Ellie passing. Which is explicitly stated, which is yes, kind of actually not necessary, but... No, no, it's not. It's Every not so often the, the film it. decides to tell us things that it didn't need to tell us, that we are all... Yeah, that we can already very yeah, much Yeah, we can assume. always just discern on our own. Yeah, yeah. But the, the um, other thing is, is I'm not sure that Beverly even needs to have sex. I'm pretty sure that Beverly is largely asexual. To most yeah, of the, no. like, he, yeah. It would definitely, it would probably be better for his life. You know, considering, considering met, it's uh, pretty, yeah. it's pretty, you know, solidly suggested that he's not interested in, you know, that, that aspect of their life. And he's very, very happy with letting Ellie take care of all of that. Um, <laughs> that thing that doesn't need to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, Having so, sex with their patients. Yeah, it's not like part of his job description. It's not. It's not. Um, but he very much and very quickly, you know, just falls in love with uh, Claire, uh, the actress with her with her mutated 
uh, cervix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's 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 weird because you know the first sex scene we really have is is actually him, um, you know, and and well, Ellie says that if he if Bev doesn't take her out again, he'll do terrible things to her, you know, in, in this very you know overt sexual way, and it's it's kind of scary what he might be implying, um, considering how kind of uh, sociopathical he gets the next time. We see him when we like at the dinner scene. He's yeah. very, he's very much a sociopath. Um, well, yeah, not honestly, that, they both are, but yeah, yeah anyway. they are in different ways. Um, but at the same time, they're not they're not outright. There's, they very much care for each other, and it's yeah. very clear in the rest of the movie that Ellie very much cares for his brother more so than he cares for any other human being, um, other than possibly himself. But yeah, but I don't think caring about yourself that much is a definition of caring about a, a human being. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so he threatens to do terrible things to her, and then the very next thing we see is her tied up with like medical apparatus bondage. Um, yeah, yeah. And and it's uh, it's it's Ellie, uh, or uh, it's meant to be Ellie having sex with her, as as they're in that uh, position. <laughs> yeah, her with tubing uh, tied to a bed. Um, yeah. So it's it's very weird that you know he seems very unre- uninterested in sex and he and his brother threatens to do terrible things to her so so he gets into bondage almost immediately yeah um but yeah so they they go through this and they never Claire is never aware how did Claire get to this gynecologist's office with not be, without being aware that the, the two twins, guys who own yeah. it are identical twins um that's a really Kind of an unrealistic moment that she doesn't. Yeah, know. that she doesn't. Well, and that she doesn't find out until that scene with that lady with the crazy hat. Yeah, until her until her friend Laura tells her, she doesn't know. And but even even before that, there's hints that she knows that they're different people. Um, like well, the she first suggests time, that he's schizophrenic or something. Yeah, she suggests that he's schizophrenic. Um, but I, uh, you know, he she. Uh, they kiss each other, and she kind of reacts like she's not used to the taste. Like, like she knows that it's someone different kissing her uh, when we first see them. When we first see Bev and, Bev and uh, her together. Um, but at the same time, Ellie has always presented himself as being Beverly. Uh, which is kind of needless unless it was some sort of his plan all along. Well, you do get the impression that he does this quite yeah. often and so that like he yeah. always tells every woman he meets that he's Beverly yeah yeah that's that's weird um, yeah it is I mean it, it, the whole thing is more disturbing the more you think about yeah. it especially when we get to the point where he he hires the twin prostitutes and has one call him Elliot and one call him yeah. Beverly yeah um he's a weird guy yeah like not not that his brother's not but, but. he's definitely the weirdest of the yeah. two, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So Claire finds out they're twins, insists on eating dinner with both of them, even though everybody, yeah, Bev tries to tries to uh, pawn it off <laughs> and say, "Well, you can go meet him, and, and and I'll be elsewhere." But she insists on meeting them both, and and they do, and she she berates them. Well, well to be fair, it. Elliot acts like a 
And Elliot acts a, like a totally douche in that scene. Yeah, and then really she deserves to break them, so it's kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. She calls she calls him da- Dracula. She calls Elliot Dracula. Says it's the most dangerous, most disgusting thing that's ever happened to her. And Elliot just laughs and says, "I you know I don't think that's true or something like that." Doesn't he? Yeah, and Bev Bev's crying. Yeah, and uh, well, and the the whole thing's really sad because. We do get the impression that Beverly is becoming really, really attached to this woman and loves yeah. her. And, like, yeah. Elliot acts like an asshole and basically yeah. steals away his brother's chance at yeah. enjoying happiness. So we get a... Then we they get that prize, whatever that prize is for. And uh, this is our first, our first moment where Bev feels invisible. Uh, is Elliot talking, accepting the prize, and apologizing that Beverly he's can't not be there? Here, yeah, but he is there, and he's very drunk. Um, and he takes the stage, and then tells, yells that uh, that uh, there, the and... there's been a fraud. There's been a fraud. Uh, he's that he's uh, Elliot. Uh, he claims to be Elliot, and that the guy who was already on stage with Beverly. Um, and he makes a scene and, and then claims that he does all the work and, and Elliot is always all doing, you know, uh, less than ethical things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Bev apologizes. Or, no, Elliot, sorry, apologizes. Yeah, Elliot so who, yeah, is he's actually Elliot, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's clearly been celebrating too much. And he plays it off in a way that I don't think would actually get it played off. No, um, no, that's the weird thing. Uh, and, like, everybody claps and it's like, no. No. Yeah. Sorry, David Cronenberg. This is not how this That's would go down. That's an unrealistic reaction. Sorry. Like, there should be much yeah. more gasping and upset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some sort of investigation. Yeah. Right? Like, some sort of attempt to take away a medical license, maybe? Yeah. Well, that's but that the doesn't... weird thing, is there apparently seems to be no medical license in this fictional universe. Well, no, there is. We get, we get yeah, to that later. Yeah, I know. We do get to that later. But, like... There, we do, but at the same time, like, it it seems like it's, for much of the film, it seems like it's not a serious threat. Yeah. And every doctor you meet in the real world considers it very much a threat. Yeah. Uh, And so it's, like, a little bit upsetting, like, I mean, like, he's been having sex with basically every even semi-attractive patient that comes through the office for however many years. It seems. That's what we get the yeah. impression. Yeah, that's the and, impression. And it's get. like, really? You still have a medical license? Are you sure about that? Yeah. You think uh, you think something negative would have happened before yeah. Claire. That, like, Claire is clearly pretty far down the road for yeah. this to be happening. Yeah. So That's uh, a, he runs a small Claire. problem I have with it. Like, just He like, runs into Claire again while he's at some sort of uh, modern art selling chairs. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird place. It's a weird story. It's that's so the story you go to when you have gyne- That's the story you go to when you have gynecologist money though. That's the kind of story you go to when it's the 80s and you have gynecologist money. Yes. No, that's certainly true. <laughs> so uh I you know, he apologizes um and they they get back together, uh which is really weird too that she's Yeah. Makes her seem crazier than yeah i mean it helps it helps the uh it helps the plot of the movie but i don't know if that's a realistic reaction uh i guess it depends on I, how crazy she is so. yeah 
if I found out something like this had happened to me, I don't think I would ever want to be with either of the men involved. Well, and, um, like, I frankly probably would have made a effort to get to about that whole medical license myself. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, like, um, if, if I found out this kind of thing. There would be legal ramifications. Yes, uh, I think I mean, so. it's, it's... Especially since she's apparently a movie star. I, I don't know... I mean, there are laws in some places about, uh, you know... Misrepresenting yourself? Tantum- misrepresentation uh, for sex. Um, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, but the other thing is, is like, even a small investigation would reveal the fact that they've yeah. actually committed fraud. Yeah, yeah. They could, certainly committed academic fraud. Yeah. If, uh, if he's been writing all of the papers. Yeah, he <laughs> has, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems if they're not, yeah, as two different people, they, uh, they should not have a medical license. As one different, as one person, they could. Right, yeah, the two of them actually as a single person, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Although they should also not have a medical license anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we get our, we get our first body horror right after he meets Claire again. Uh, and that's, that's... Oh, the eating of the, um... Yeah, he has that dream where they're actually connected. And they're connected very much. We get a lot of mention, starting after that, really, of uh, the Siamese twins. uh, The the, What were their names? Oh, I don't uh, know. The Barnum. The The Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Yeah, the uh, the P.T. Barnum Siamese twins. uh, Chang and... uh, Let's say something racist right now. Well, uh, to be sure, it was racist. Oh, yeah. Just pick a racist Chinese name, and there you go. Yeah. It would have to rhyme with Chang. Yeah. I'm going to guess Wang. I don't think it's right, but sure, let's go with it. (laughs) Um, The the point is, is, that's our first really horrific scene, and that's right there is when I started to the Chang and Ang, by the way. What is it? Yeah. Chang and Ang. Well, they're really only connected. They're really only connected by this, uh, by this, you know, small amount of... Cake? Flesh. <laughs> it kind of looks uh, like possibly a uh, a crawler. It, it did a, a little bit look like like a donut. <laughs> yeah, I was say. Um, uh, yeah, but that's about the time where I started to hate the film. Yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. That's around the time where it took a turn towards the. Mm, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, well, especially with Claire. It's just not my cup of tea. Through yeah, that just that, that kind was, of thing is not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's the symbolic thing of Claire tearing them apart. And in, in, in as much as them being Siamese twins is symbolic for the rest of the movie, starting at that point, yeah. really. Um, and it's it's suddenly Beverly believing that they need to be separated, um, and and not realizing that which that oddly enough is a really surgery. well, and is oddly enough a very positive impulse from somebody who yeah. spent this much time so closely attached to his brother. Yeah, it's it's um, very much. Fortunately, I guess it's the drug use. Leads yeah. to him believing he actually needs to cut them apart. Phys- yes, physically cut them apart. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the fact that that uh, that also coincides with his increased use of barbiturates, um, especially that it's very it's very shortly after that the only time we see him actually physically opening the bottle, uh, he's prescribed those barbiturates to himself. And I'm pretty sure that's illegal, especially uh, again. I mean, cons- probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure a pharmacist would fill that order. I don't think they uh, would. But I'm not sure why he doesn't just put it in his brother's name. 
because that would that would work just as well. Yeah. I mean, it would still be fraud and illegal, but at least that way it, it's not... It's possible. It's not very on-its-surface illegal. Um, but yeah. Uh, and she leaves, and... Oh, well, and the weird thing is, is that, like, wasn't... The, and to me, like, this is around a time, I'm pretty sure, where, like, there was a lot of cases of, um, like, about the government cracking down on doctors using their doctorness to, to, <laughs> to take illegal substances. I'm pretty sure this is around... Yeah. And I guess that could be part of the inspiration for the film in itself, is the fact yeah. that that was a yeah, huge a... matter at that time in the United States, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing that uh, any pharmacist would say, yeah, sure, have these barbiturates that has nothing to do with your gynecologist practice. Yay! Everybody loves barbiturates. Yeah. So. Who doesn't? Me. And on that note... No, Johnny Rotten. Yeah, there you go. All right. So where were we in this film? (laughs) So she leaves, and he slips further into madness with her not being there. Oh yeah, that destroys him. That that part's actually pretty. I I found that part pretty well acted and interesting, as he really just cannot deal with the fact that she's gone. That I thought that was really. The whole movie's very well. It is a very well acted film. I just I I liked that part. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I never. Jeremy Irons, given what he's done recently, doesn't really pop into my head as a great actor. But <laughs> yeah, uh... he really is. He really is. But yeah, I think uh, the only thing that really pops what pops into my mind when I think Jeremy Irons isn't isn't him being a good actor. It's him being the uh, leader of the Morlocks in uh, the uh, the Time Machine movie <laughs> that came out in like two thousand two. Oh wow. <laughs> That's a weird yeah. one to pick, Adam. I know, right? <laughs> that's uh but that's that's like the only thing I think about him. Um and you know, he's he's obviously he's in a lot of very good stuff. Um and I'm sure he's very good in all of it, but I don't think about him being a good actor because no, it's so, uh, that's such a ridiculous movie. <laughs> yeah, and I think what really is like his how often he appears in T V shows is one of the big problems. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. For me. But, but. anyway. Oh, anyway. I, I'll tell you, I don't actually think about this, but now that I'm looking at his, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize he was in the dungeon, the 2000s Dr- Dungeon and Dragons film. Yes. Yeah. I, that's the other thing that, uh, I that I have a problem that. with. And you think, you think there'd be uh, other stuff I would think about, you know, where he's, where even when it's cheesy, he's actually a decent actor, like uh, like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, he's yeah, at least he's good in it, even though he's being a, a German for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> he does a good job. Yeah. He plays a good yeah. evil German. Yeah, because all evil Germans have British accents, right? So and, they, and they're all named Gruber. <laughs> yes, yes. Ah, Gruber. <laughs> Actually, all right. Yeah, no, let's stop talking about Jeremy Irons before this goes, gets any worse. He, he's a he's a great actor, and it it really shines through. Yes, he does an excellent uh, job in this film. In his descent into madness, yeah, that particular movie. part I and really as, enjoyed. Yeah, as Bev is descending into madness, Ellie is feeling more and more, I think, responsible in a way because he starts he starts abusing barbiturates as well. Um, and he says, I, I think he says uh, they have to get synchronized. 
he yeah, starts doing yeah. that because because they got a match. Because Bev, yeah. Bev and I have to be synchronized. Um, but that, that and, just plays uh, into the fact that Elliot is a madman. Yeah, much more as, so in my opinion than Beverly. Like Elliot, yeah, like takes this situation and really does the one most craziest thing he could do in it. Yeah. Because again, yeah. like as his girlfriend in that time points out, is like he doesn't have to ruin his life. Yeah. He is successful. And then, yes, he owes his success to his brother, but nobody has to know that. Like he could go on being successful. But yeah. and and I understand he feels responsible for his brother, but that's one of the parts that I find a little bit unrealistic is the way he reacts to this situation. Yeah, instead of getting him help, yeah. he tries to he tries to mirror. And, and I can understand certain parts where he says like, "Well, at the beginning, like when he first, I can't remember what part of the film it is. I get a little bit turned around about some of it, but where he tries to clean him up himself, like that's understandable. You're a yeah. doctor. You don't want people to know that your brother's a drug addict, so you try to clean yeah. your brother up by yourself." But then the weird part is when he can't clean him up, he he, just, he yeah, basically he jumps feed him, in join feet, yeah, feet first into a into the madness. And it's like, well, I don't know about that. Probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, and I don't know that it's a really realistic portrayal of a human being. Yeah. But Yeah, I don't I don't think it's it's But maybe yeah, maybe twins are no. weird, I don't know. Maybe we should ask the Starkey brothers. You just, you just don't understand. Well, they're not identical. No, but they're still See, twins. That's the problem. I assume that they yeah. share all thoughts, and 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 drug habits. Thank you for making reverence to uh, guys we knew in high school who neither of us have talked to for uh, for a decade. Yeah, well, I was hoping just in case they're listening. <laughs> okay. okay, that's all. That's, that's for you guys. Hooray, good guys! Neither of them has a drug <clears throat> habit. I promise. I I can't actually say that for certain. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to imply that they do. But yeah, I, well, I I, that's why I said it because I realized that that kind of yeah. sounded like I was implying they did. Okay, let's not talk about the Starkey twins anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> let's not pretend this movie is about people we know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, they have to get synchronized. Is his excuse <laughs> for so we're also getting? I can't deal with that. Part. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, uh, Ellie, re- or rather, Claire returns. And um, to me, also, when he needs to get synchronized is when it gets really hard to tell who's who. Yeah. Once they are both yeah. but, obviously but abusing after... barbiturates, it gets really yeah. like, who's who at this point? Yeah, you just said, you just said you got, uh, you got the, it's not, it's not a, if you can't beat him, join him thing. He's, he tries to get synchronized before he tries to clean Ellie up. Really? Because I thought he it was It's not. It's not until after Claire returns, or as Claire's returning, that uh, that Ellie's locked Bev in the apartment because he calls he calls the uh, the super of the building pretending to be. But I thought there was Ellie another scene like after after the um, the award ceremony where he says he's going to clean him up, and then like, maybe and maybe then, there and was. that's right around the time that Beverly goes off and. Gets no, maybe no I, I don't that. know. I'm getting turned around. I maybe I missed that. I, I, anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm right. I'm getting a little turned about or turned around about the chronology of the film, just like I am about who's who at any given time at this point. Yeah, I found yeah. this part of the he, film very 
confusing. And I understand that's the point, but it also made it really hard to watch the last, mm, whatever, half an hour or whatever. Yeah. It was kind of hard for me to watch. I was really starting to zone out a little bit because it gets so confusing about who's who. It really does. It really does at that point. Especially because, you know, uh, he goes, he, he convinces the, uh, the super that he's, uh, he's just lost his keys and needs to relock the door for him, uh, before he leaves, uh, so that, so that Ellie won't notice that he's left. Or, so that, yeah, Ellie won't notice he's left, basically. Mm. Um, so, uh, he goes back to Claire, she, she gets him some pills, um, and, uh, you know, he wakes up much, much clearer. But while he's asleep, she finds the instruments he's had made, and we haven't talked about these yet, and they are... Disturbing. They, they, are, they are disturbing. They are, they, they look like M.C. Escher. A lot of these yeah, look like yeah. their body, Actually, they look like their body parts like. of Xenomorphs. Looks, not, you're not thinking M.C. Escher, you're thinking, um... Yeah, yeah, not M.C. Escher. Not, a, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Geiger. Yes, H.R. Yes. Geiger. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Apologize. Uh, that's. I was just mispronouncing H.R. Geiger uh, when I said M.C. Escher. I think. <laughs> uh, no, H.R. Geiger. The Xenomorphs. They look like they look like bits of the Xenomorphs, really. Yeah. Or or thrown off. It actually kind of looks like. Yeah. It does actually kind of look like somebody took a, a mold of that in metal because like yeah. the that that one yeah. thing looks like the legs off of the uh, face hugger. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So he's uh, he's uh, commissioned these from an artist uh, who says. Who says, aren't there companies that would actually make these? And he says, no, we're, we're, no one understands. We're too radical. Me. We've always been too radical. We're too radical. We've always been too radical. Which I think is always a sign you need to stop working with someone. Yeah, like, I'm really <laughs> weirded out that the artist decides to go with it. Except for if he well, maybe... Well, he decided... But then again, he puts it on display in his thing, so maybe at the same time he's like, this yeah. is really artistically cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's his justification. It's solely his justification. Um... He puts it on a split. Now, uh, Bev does try to use those uh, in in one of their <laughs> yeah. observation things, um, and that is the only moment where it looks like they're losing their medical license. Is that Bev uses the little finger cut? Yeah, thing like on a woman. That's such a weird moment where it's like, oh my gosh, this is the end right here. Yeah, and that moment's made all the more weird because, and and we see them earlier, but for whatever reason, I'm really bewildered that all of the scrubs, are whenever they're in those observation things, are blood red, bright blood red. Well, I noticed that, and then I started thinking about it, but I've seen that before. Okay. Um, and the place I've seen that before is yes. Star Trek movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, which one I can't remember, but. There's some surgery scene, and they're all wearing bright red scrubs. Where they're, yeah, that, yeah, it's just it's very weird to me that they're in bright. Red, I think bright red scrub, scrubs. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I guess I don't I don't understand why scrubs are any color. Uh, <laughs> right? Why, why are they? Why are they be, that god awful blue? I don't know. Yeah, but but why why would they be? You know, one of the reasons I think you would need scrubs. One one of the functions they could serve is you know you can tell when people are bloodied. Yeah, that's um, true. Except the, and with these the scrubs, idea is that they're they they're like oh man I just I gotta wear this thing out after surgery I gotta go out on the town I don't want people to notice. Maybe they never wash them. Maybe oh, they never God, wash them. This is them. getting terrifying. <laughs> and so so this makes it so they don't have to. It's like you um, know what laundry costs would be like for this place, so we just don't. 
Yeah, exactly. No, that, no, that, that um, part so, is a bit so weird, he, but I think that was a stylistic he, choice to make it more yeah, creepy. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and it is. But I have seen something where there were red scrubs. I swear. No, I I feel like you're right about it being a Star Trek movie, but I really, yeah, I've not seen many of those, and I haven't seen any of them in a very yeah. Long time. That's kind of um, my problem too. Yeah. So anyway, um, hopefully they're in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. The Wrath of Khan has to. Oh, probably. Um, so this is the one moment where it looks like things are going to fall apart for them on a professional level. Uh, and, and, and rightfully should, because just the bringing yeah. of those things in there probably should have been enough to in their yeah, career. Yeah, why, why, because, like, why that woman didn't try to stop Well, And the, and the other guy is obviously a doctor. There's another doctor yeah. in there. Why he waited Well, the implication, I feel, out. is that I feel like he didn't... Uh, no one noticed except for the woman, the nurse who's handing him the instruments. But the way he, no like, but really... the way he yells at her about the instruments, everybody had to notice at yeah, that you'd point. Think, you'd think someone would have looked at him. Like, ooh, we need to call this off. Yeah. So they decide that it's it's about time they started moving into research, pure research anyway. So uh, they're both kind of okay with losing their, their practice license, which is... Uh, Oh yeah, they totally. Um, what's but, the word I'm looking they're, for? They're not they're like totally, um, they're not okay with it, but they're justified. Yes, justify. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, they yeah, justify by saying, yeah. "Oh, we were going to move into research anyway. We've always wanted to be yeah. pure research anyway." Yeah. Um, so uh, Bev leaves after that conversation. Uh, steals the instruments back from the artist who has apparently made another set because I can't imagine that the police that or the it, medical board that, or whoever would yeah return yeah. them to the sky um, so he steals them in possibly um, his, the his instruments the, probably the saddest theft ever because he just walks in there and picks yes. them up and the lady's like you gotta stop and she, he's like they're mine and then walks out yes it's like we were like <laughs> she's very, don't have police in this she town? doesn't put up a whole lot of she doesn't put up a whole lot of effort. Yeah. She's like, well, they were creeping it. me out anyway. Yeah. And they, right yeah. there, so. <laughs> so, uh, they were, they were created as instruments to, uh, to perform or to work on mutated women. Um, which, you know, is one, one thing this movie does well is, is we're not really sure where the rest of the movie is going to go. And when when we first open, when we first find out about these instruments and and what he says they're for, um, it's pretty uh, pretty clear he's going to try to hurt Claire with that. Yeah, yeah, you do and get into this thing where like you start yeah. thinking, man, is he going to start operating on people? Yeah, yeah, and fortunately, fortunately, he does not, which is good because I like. Yeah, Claire. me too, and <laughs> I don't want to see her operated on by yeah. a face hugger. So, yeah, so he goes to visit Claire, and she gets him more pills, and then he falls asleep, and she finds the instruments, and then she, you know, she asks him about him, them when he wakes up, and at this moment, you know, still, I'm still, you know, biting my lip, waiting for him to just attack yeah. her at this moment, and he said he doesn't know what they are. He, and it, it's not, I mean, maybe it's just that Jeremy Irons is too good an actor at this point, but it's not clear 
I, I really feel like he actually isn't supposed to remember that he Yeah, it's a, it, I felt the same yeah. way. I really feel like the idea is, like, yeah. he is so out of it that he doesn't remember having these things made. Yeah, yeah. And then he uh, he sees them, and, and he, he says that they are tools for separating conjoined twins, which gets us into the final portion of the movie and uh, and really also lets us reminds us again not that i'm sure it's necessary yeah. that that's really more or less the main theme of the second half of the film is what he has yeah. become obsessed with separating himself from his brother yes absolutely absolutely um yeah so so he goes home and he finds ellie completely strung out fully dressed uh kneeling in the shower and he himself is, is pretty strung out at that time. Um, and they start to be the same person completely yeah. for a little bit. Um, following each other around, walking the exact same way, uh, dressed in the exact same clothes. Um, there is a moment where I thought maybe they thought they were both Bev. Uh, because when he, when he offers him cake, because it's their birthday, um, and orange pop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ellie asks for ice cream, and Bev's response is that Ellie forgot to pick it up at the market. So it's for a brief second I thought maybe they both thought they were Bev, but it's very it's very clear almost immediately after that that, that Ellie still knows he's Ellie, um, which would have been a, an interesting place for for that for that to have gone. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Um, And then they have their... Uh, they have their cake. They have their cake. They eat their In cake. the awesomest way to eat cake then, ever. Uh, <laughs> yes. Always, always shoving cake into your face. Yeah, like break it in cake. half with your bare hands and then shoving it in your face. Yes. It's a great way to eat cake. Which suggests it was a rather stale Yeah, cake, probably not very tasty, but... It might yeah, be It might be left over from that, that congratulations now. party from like... A couple weeks before. From from weeks before, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, movie. come on. I mean, they're both, like, strung out of their minds. I yeah. don't think they're actually, like, cleaning house. Yeah. So they're they're at the office, I guess. Yeah, or they have um, gynecological equipment in their apartment. I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that, that suddenly they're the same place. Um Because he's in the shower, and that suggests that he's at home, but then... Yeah, then they're... they're in, and there's no there's no sense of travel. There's no sense of, of change of location. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it, that part is weird. So they're yeah, they've got these surgical tables, and he lays Ellie out, and Ellie tells him not to forget the best parts, um, and 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 rolls up his sleeve to accept another shot of heroin or whatever. So yay, mm. um, uh, and and Bev breaks out his instruments, and and we start talking about uh, Chang and Aang yeah. again. Um, and how, you know, which, which one who is, uh, yeah. So he pulls out his, uh, pulls out his instruments and goes ahead and separates himself from his brother. Which basically um, means cutting open Elliot. Yeah. He, he slits open his chest yeah. quite, quite profusely. Yeah. And there's lots of blood. Um, and... No, actually, you know, all we really see is him. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, you see lots of blood when he wakes up later. Uh, yeah, yeah. That body is bloody. Is what I meant. It's very, 
It's just, it's very interesting. Uh, Bev wakes up, and he's in another another bed. Yeah, he's sleeping um, on the other one. And he's coming to, um, and he doesn't seem to see Ellie. Yeah, he, in kind of the yeah. mirror of when the earlier scene when Ellie Ellie wasn't aware Bev was at the at the at the ceremony. Uh, and he's Ellie, 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 just repeatedly. And he walks outside, and it's really interesting to me. I don't know, it's, there's very much an insularness to this film. And the fly is kind of the same way. Uh, the fly all, all, all takes place, or 90% of the fly takes place inside uh, the apartment where, where uh, Jeff Goldblum's character lives. Um, and since it's, it's also about his descent into madness, like I said, that movie does for, for body horror what this movie does for psychological horror in the way. In a, in a lot of the same ways. Um, but this movie is very, very inside. Everything, the only real scenes that take place outdoors are when they're kids uh, walking through their neighborhood and having that discussion about water yes. sets. And this very brief moment at the end where he separated himself from his brother and we think for a moment maybe he's, you know, finally achieved independence. And he walk, He gets a shower, shaves, uh, packs a bag, walks outside, gets to a gets calls, to a payphone, uh, calls Claire, but never says anything. Hangs up and walks back up, <laughs> back inside. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he he even like leaves his bag outside. He just walks back in, uh, strips down in his boxers, cuddles with Ellie, and we fake the play. Yeah, and. So he can't. We kind yeah. of I know that he's gonna die too. Like he's laying down to die, but we, we you know, yeah. we don't see that per se. But yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> it's a very weird. It is, yes, but I mean, it's a weird ending to a weird just movie. And stops. I, like I said, like yeah. if you're really into these kind of really weird films, it's definitely a good one. But like, since yeah, I don't really love weird films like this, it didn't really suit my taste very well. Yeah, he doesn't achieve his goals. I guess is is where I where I have a slight problem with the movie. But at the who, same who time, doesn't achieve his goals? he doesn't. Well, Bev, Bev, he he separates oh, but himself. But he's not independent. Yeah. Physically, is his idea. But he's still not. Yeah, that's a little bit sad because like it. it Obviously, he would be and going obviously to it's jail supposed or something. To be a downer yeah, ending. but like, yeah, you would hope yeah, that at that it. point. But I mean, he killed his brother. It's a downer ending, whether or not he achieved independence or not. Yeah. But you'd, I'd almost rather see like the police coming in or something like that, where he's not yeah. dead. Instead of just... he's independent, but it required him to murder his brother. Yeah, and this is where this is where we get to the mirror of the the true story this is based on again. Where they're both, you know, barbiturate withdrawal and just kind of die. Uh, there's no suggestion in the in the actual events that, that, at least from what I've read, that one of them murdered the other. Especially not for the uh, the reason. Yeah, but I here. mean, like I can see that have. I mean, you know, you hear about this weird. Yeah. You, they found these two dead gynecologist twins, and you're like, oh, I've got to write a story based on that. And then you just yeah, use yeah, that no, as, no, like, the final, like, the way it's got to end kind of thing. And I can see that. Um, but, yeah, I would have yeah, liked it. I, I, I'm certainly glad that reality doesn't get in the way of yeah. the story. <laughs> yeah, because if, if um, it did, the story wouldn't happen. 
but yeah, yeah. It's just I would I would like to see Bev achieve some amount of happiness. Yeah, because you really do feel a little bit more for Bev than you do for. I mean, Elliot's basically a sociopath throughout the film, and not really a likable character. But Bev kind of comes off as likable at times, and yeah. And it's it's you know it's because he's he's browbeat to an extent, but but yeah, he still comes off as more likable than his brother, and I would like to see him rewarded, even though he's just well. I'd like to see him maybe not rewarded, but I'd like to see him happy. Yeah, like achieve the goal that he have have at least a moment, a smile on his face. And he's he's on his way. He's on his way as he leaves, and he still doesn't. Yeah, he just goes back. And you know, maybe, and that's kind of ultimately, ultimately the point. We can't. Maybe we can't. Maybe that's what the film's trying to say: is we can't kill the uh, the the lesser halves Selves. of our personnel of yeah. ourselves. And we can't we can't move beyond. You know, you can still you can you can eliminate your problems, but you can never separate yourself from them. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, I could, I could definitely yeah. see that as yeah. a point. I mean, yeah, like I mean, the film—it's kind of interesting because the, uh, you know, last time we watched Sid and Nancy, which is supposed to be theoretically an anti-drug film, but this film is a way better anti-drug film than Sid and Nancy is, as far as yeah. like, wow, these people no. lose, just lose it. Yeah, and they completely lose yeah. everything. This is this is a tragedy. You know, this is a Shakespearean tragedy, really. Whereas Sid and Nancy, Sid and Nancy wasn't a tragedy because no one was, they were never really on top. Yeah, right. They were, they were, they didn't fall. They started at the bottom and they got a little bit. Yeah. But these guys started at the top and these guys, well, dead. Yeah. In their apartment. This is very much, yeah. And unfortunately, their moments of ecstasy are, are, well, on barbiturates, but. At least, uh, at least Bev had that moment of ecstasy of, of, of getting past, you know, he's spending his time completely with Claire. Um, and then, you know, it all falls apart when he decides he needs to actually separate himself. And that's what drugs do to you, Pat. They yeah, make you crazy. so kids, don't do drugs. Don't but do drugs. If you're a kid, why, for God's sake, are you listening to this podcast or watching any of the movies in the Criterion Collection? Yeah, don't. Also, if you're a kid... If you're a kid, don't watch. Yeah, don't this watch movie. this one. Basically, don't watch any it of is, them. It is, it is rated R for yeah. a very good reason. But <laughs> no, this. Um, <laughs> That's our. PSA. So yeah, this is a very well acted movie. Uh, very well shot. Yeah, movie. the movie um, is very realistically. Is, you know, for having having one actor play two roles that have so much interaction. It comes off. It, it's very uh, it well done. Very, there is a yeah. very well done movie, but very, because again, for my taste, it just does not match my taste at all. Yeah. I didn't like it that much, but I can definitely see if you like this kind of thing. Yeah. It's a great I very, I very so, much yeah. liked it. And I, I like, I like 80s Cronenberg. Well, and, really yeah, as you know, we, um, we have different tastes about certain things and this is definitely yes. one of them. It's good that we have different yes. tastes, Pat. It's good to be yes, different it is. people. <laughs> as this movie taught us. I don't have to kill you. Be a different person than another <laughs> person. Yes. I wish I wish right. that they well, had for written listening. that at the end the same way that Sid and Nancy wrote Rip <laughs> Sid and Nancy at the end. Like, be yes. a different person than another Just person. Put that up. Yes, always try to be a different person. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, cause it's uh, like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, anyway. 
Uh, I think, I think that kind of brings yeah. us to a close. So thanks once yes, again for listening you. to Lost in Criterion. Next week we're watching Catherine Hepburn in uh, David Lean's directed... Summertime, uh, yeah. Summertime. Is that really a, word, a single um, word? I thought those two words had to be separated. Uh, well, it's a, it's a single word for the sake we'll, of the We'll title get into here. that next time. <laughs> I grammatical don't think we really need to get into that, but we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you about the film nonetheless. Yeah, thanks thank for listening. You. See we'll see time. you again. of With Two Brains. The show is hosted by Adam Glass and John Patrick Owatari Dorgan. Jonathan Hape did the music, and Adam Glass also edited it all together. Feel free to contact us by email via lostincriterion at withtwobrains.com or join us on the web at www.lostincriterion.com.